Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Chapter 4. My name is Manny. And my name is Brandon. And we are... The, the Nerdlot. Nerd yeah, Nerdlot. There was, we go. That was good, I swear, actually. I swear one day we will get this down. Alright guys, this is The Mandalorian Season Finale Episode. We decided not to let this go by without recording an episode because the episode just dropped today and it was way too hot to not talk about. It was it was so good um, and you know we both have things going on in our lives. It's Friday. I, I think it is Friday. It was one of those times where in between Christmas and New Year's it's really hard to determine what day it is. Yeah. But it is Friday. We just saw The Mandalorian and... Even on the Christmas episode, we talked about potentially dropping one, but it, it, it seemed unlikely until we actually witnessed The Mandalorian Chapter 8. We're like, okay, this is a must-record time. Like, This is one of those things where you see it on TV, and you're like, I need to talk to somebody about it. I need to get things off my chest, and it seems like everybody's going to get home off work, watch it, and then want to talk about it, and so we can have this piece of content for you guys to listen yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. But before we get into that, man, Christmas was two days ago. How was your Christmas celebration? Um, it was really good. On the 24th, we went to my wife's family's because my wife is Mexican, and since I've joined that family, um, it's been about, about 10 years ago almost, I've been celebrating on the 24th and the 25th but with them it's on the 24th it's funny when i first uh went to their first uh christmas we opened presents at midnight and it's gotten earlier every single year <laughs> yeah as you get older <laughs> yeah same, same thing yeah you get any good gifts uh yeah i did actually my wife got me some cool like jogging pants which i needed and <clears throat> you know just pretty much she already gave me the gift of my son earlier as so he's four months old so I, I can't and it really is and she's been doing so much so I can't ask her for anything without feeling extremely guilty so I was just like whatever you get me you get me if you don't get me anything you are doing a supreme job of being a mom so that is a gift in itself how about yourself yeah, well, I've been well I've been married uh, a good while now and I have three kids as everybody knows I have the uh, six-year-old daughter named Violet and 20-month-old twins, uh, Max and Finn. Yeah. So uh, that's plenty of gift already, I think. But I still like the fancy stuff once oh, in a yeah. while, too. My wife actually surprised me with an Apple uh, Apple Watch Series 5, uh, one of those that GPS and, and cell uh, capabilities. Very, very nice. Yeah, she hooked it up, man. I've been talking about wanting one for about two years now, and she hooked it up. And you know what? It's a good thing that I got her the gift that I did because I would felt like a total prick <laughs> if I had gotten her something really cheap. I actually, she's also for years been want, talking about wanting one of those KitchenAid mixers. Um, mm. So I went ahead and got her one. She she loves to bake, so I went and got her one of those. So when she opened that, great. And then she gave me mine, and I was like, oh, I'm so glad I gave you something expensive. <laughs> but what I it, know, right? Yeah. Look, I got you an ebook, sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. Look, I got you. I got you. Uh, uh, you know, a gift certificate to a manicure. Right there, you go. I got you Disney Plus. You got you Disney Plus. Hooray! You know what? I don't even play. Honestly, I don't even pay for my Disney Plus. My, my brother-in-law does. Um, oh, nice. I just have access to his account. But you know what? It's fair because. I have I pay for Netflix and I give them access to mine, so it kind of goes. But anyway, guys, it, it balances out. Balances it totally out. balances it out, man. This is the way. All right. So as we mentioned, we're going to talk about the Mandalorian, chapter eight. 
the season finale. Now, we're not going to talk about the whole season, right? We're not going to break down every single episode or anything. We may refer back to, like, things, that, you know, in relation to things that came back full circle uh, that closed that mm-hmm. episode in Chapter 8. Uh, but we're not going to talk about the rest of them because we already did an episode on that one. It was episode it, yeah, we, we, episode we sure two. Did. It was titled This Is The Way. So if you guys want to hear about that, go back and listen to that one. But this right here, Mandalorian Chapter 8. Brandon, quick thoughts. Go ahead. Just just initial reaction. What did you think? Uh, well, I had to watch it in two parts because my son is a little sick right now. So I needed to take um, – I watched like 20 minutes of the episode and my wife needed me. And um, I went upstairs to help her out and take care of him. But the first 20 minutes when I was I was like blown away. It was an amazing, amazing episode. And I got to the point where Gideon Moff was standing outside giving them to the end of the day mm-hmm. to um, come out. And then when I watched it, it was again with my wife and my son. He was eating. So we were able just to watch the rest of the episode. And, and even my wife doesn't really watch that show too much, but she's she likes Star Wars. She watched episode nine together, so she likes it. And it was just a great – we were – I was more floored than she was. You know, Obviously, I have attachments to some of the characters, and she doesn't. So mm-hmm. my reactions are a little bit more – like oh like oh man or like finding out what happened to quill i was like oh you know like things like that and you're just like you feel a lot more than somebody else would know but it seemed like she enjoyed it i thoroughly enjoyed it how about yourself oh man man, i was i was a mess watching this uh episode honestly Uh, so okay so it it just one thing that uh this show has done is kind of like given us that balance of suspense and joy and like laughter and like horror and just sadness and it's just like a whole a, just collection of emotions that this thing makes you feel right and uh, chapter eight was no exception so one of the things um that it really brought out from me were tears there was a point in it first of, okay before we get into that right before into any of this i just want to remind listeners this episode is full of spoilers, okay? So if you, yeah, if you... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I already right, kind of dropped if you one. Do not, if you have not seen Chapter 8, pause this right now. Like, right now. Pause it, go watch the episode, and then come back. Or if you're one of those sickos that likes to just know what happens, then just keep listening. Yeah. It's yeah. all good. Okay, but at one point, I was crying dude like seriously like tears my wife is sitting next to me and by the way i was able to work early today i left a uh, half day not a whole lot of patience so i left half day so i got to see the episode a lot earlier than usual normally i get to watch it like either friday night or saturday morning right, right i got yeah. to watch it right away and uh when you texted me i think he's like have you seen the episode i said no not yet i literally started watching yeah, it about, I'm, I'm off today yeah. too so that's so why I, I was able yeah to see so it. i started watching about 10 minutes after that but anyway the I was in tears and my wife is there. She's like, are you, are, are you crying? What, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, it's cause the show is so effing good. <laughs> right. And do you know how, what it takes to make me cry in a movie? It could be like, it has to be something like Schindler's list or uh, just whatever, or like Coco or a goofy something movie like that. Right. To really bring tears out of me. And it's mostly because it's like tears of sadness or something. But this right here was tears of joy as to how effing good this episode is, man. 
it is so insane it's just like and there there's a lot of fan service as well there's a lot of tongue-in-cheek like you know nods like you know it's almost like john favreau who wrote this episode looks at the screen at the audience winks at you like get it this is part of like something like one of the jokes that everybody's been talking about for 40 years um which leads which leads to my oh, yeah. first point yeah let's start right which there leads yeah. to my first one yeah. now almost okay so at the end of chapter seven um two stormtroopers are chasing quill who has the the child with him right and you know that something happens to quill well okay we already know he dies right so quill dies and they take the child, and they're going to take it back to, what's his face, uh, the guy, the... Gideon Moth. Yeah, Gideon Moth, played by Giancarlo Esposito, right? So he, they're taking it back, but before they go back into the town where everybody is, they, they're kind of like holding off a little bit. And while this is happening, there is something that in all of the Star Wars movies, I have never seen. And that for the very first time, we got to see Stormtroopers just act like regular dudes right yeah have a conversation about just like just shooting the whatever you're gonna put this out right now right i will yeah they're, they're, they're just out. shooting the shit, right and they're just talking about everyday things two guys are like oh well how's it going oh like you know, you know we're just kind of hanging out it's like oh what do you have right there in the bag oh, i don't know like you know kind of like that and then at one point they see a can in the distance and they take out their weapons and start firing at the can one of them starts firing and he misses. He just can't hit it. Like he he, he does, can't hit the can. The, the, and he shakes the gun like shakes it's the, the gun. gun. Right, it's the gun. There's something wrong with it. Second stormtrooper takes it out too and starts firing, missing again. And they're like, and they just look at each other like, huh? Oh, all right. It's, and they kind of like like shrug it off, almost like, yeah, it, it's it's just how it is, right? We're bad shots. And it's it and then it to me that was beautiful because that is the joke for the last forty years that stormtroopers simply cannot hit anything. Anything at all. I mean, how many right. times have all these Jedi been shot at over these movies? This has been forty two years and they maybe got hit twice? You know, like it's minimal. It's very minimal that all these play people have gotten hit. But I, I do want to add on one more point: is that this episode gets you in a angry mood because the stormtroopers, or I think they're they're called something else, but I'm going to call them stormtroopers because they have different helmets. Yeah, they punch Baby Yoda twice. Yeah, they're just like Dude. shut up, bah! and they're like, and I was like, I was like, oh, and I know, I know, they did that to piss you off and make you hate them. Yeah, and then IG Eleven promptly takes these fools out. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. But and I think the the guys who played them was Adam pa- Adam Pauly or Paley and um, another comedian. So they had comedic roles play their comedians play those roles. So that's why the conversing was so great. Yeah. But dude, when they punched that baby and then the other one punched it, I was like, okay, like these fools are about to get whacked. Like if this was Corsese directing yeah. this, <laughs> couldn't happen any better. Right. Now I, the IG droid, of course, that's that's a droid that was originally like a bounty hunter. And then a Quill reprogrammed it to essentially be, uh, you know, the child's uh, uh, nanny to protect it, right? Nurse joy yeah, protect protector, it. yeah. All right, so that happened. and and But, uh, yeah, like, you know, I'm watching this. I'm like, for the very first time, it's not like, huh, they're just like, these two troopers are just like two regular dudes. They're just kind of like us, you know, but they just, they're, ex, you know, uh, soldiers for the Empire. Oh, and and I do I do want to mention that they kept on another really funny point was that how Gideon Moff would just like kill people randomly and get angry and it, that, that was really yeah. funny. Like Taika Waititi yes, directed Taika this Waititi episode. Directed this episode. If you do not know who Taika Waititi is, 
uh, he voices the IG. Uh, is it what's the name? IG eleven. Yeah, he voices IG eleven. Yeah, he voices IG eleven. But Taika is good because he's also a great comedian, and he directs and writes yes. films. And this guy's comedic timing is just excellent. But he also understands story structure, and he understands how to get like feel like you know people to feel the audience to feel a certain way. And he did. He and he's directed yeah. recently. He directed Jojo Rabbit. What we do in the shadows. He Have did. you seen that one? I saw bits and pieces of it, but I hear it's hilarious. Oh, like the whole thing. Please watch it. You, you're you're a guy who enjoys humor. Please watch it. I do. Um, well, I loved Ragnarok. Yeah, Ragnarok and, was great. Yeah, and Thor Ragnarok. Right. So you know he kind of took the you know the Thor storyline and just kind of like turned it into something else. And all of a sudden, everybody, all the every other Marvel movie wanted to be that, right? And and in a sense, they really did, yeah. yeah. So there, there's that. So, so anyway, um, is there anything else you want to add to that that particular thing? No, it's it's a perfect segue because we're kind of we are going to break down the episode. And IG Eleven comes in, and you know he makes his entrance, and you're just like, hell yeah, yeah. you know what's about to happen as a fan watching the episode, and you're like, this fool, these fools are about to get murked. Yeah. So then he IG Eleven rides in. He's on. He takes one of the stormtroopers, uh, 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 speeder, right. So he takes it and rides into town where everybody else, where uh, the Mandalorian and his team, like his crew, they're being held by by uh, God for Moth, um, Gideon Moth, Gideon Moth. It's it's like I'm like like he's like Moth M O F F like the like the most Goomba name ever, right? And uh, so he they're in there. Star Wars. What do you? They're expect? in the middle of a showdown, you know, and then IG Eleven. Rides in to the town while holding the child, Baby Yoda, in like a baby carrier, <laughs> right? Now, keep in mind that IG-11 is a droid designed to fight, right? So this thing rides into yeah. town and he is just annihilating every stormtrooper he comes across. It just Yeah, I think my favorite scene from that was when he has Baby Yoda and he turns... Mm-hmm. And because in the first, in the first, very first episode, you see this awesome sequence from IG-11 where he's, and you see it in the trailer too for this episode, where he's like turning, shooting, and he, and his head turns, his body turns, his arms turn all at different angles or at different mm-hmm. times. And so it's really, really cool like that. And then this episode brought it back is when he turned and then Baby Yoda went to the back and then his head turned and his arms flipped forward. You're like, oh, shit. Hell yeah! Yeah, and he turned to he turned so he can protect uh, the child, but then he's still like while he's carrying the child like in a baby carrier, he's just annihilating the stormtroopers. Awesome and there's scene. a quick there's a quick cutaway where one like two stormtroopers are like having a conversation with a uh, Jawa, and all of a sudden those two two troopers get blasted, and then the Jawa's just kind of standing there like I'm never do, <laughs> you know? And yeah, like I guess I'm gonna take their stuff right, now. right? And and it just goes, and he just basically just takes care of all of them, right? And he's able to go in and is able to help the entire team, and it's just like that. That scene, that scene also almost brought tears out of me as to how good it was. I was standing up the whole time during mm-hmm. that scene. It was such a great scene, uh, just showing uh, how. IG-11 has been such a dope character and such a dope droid. Mm. Like, you know, usually the droids that we get in Star Wars aren't like yeah. that. They're they're usually like C-3PO, kind of nervous, or, um, or R2, where you can't even understand what he says, but you have to pretend like you do. Like, hi, hey, R2, you're so cute. But you have no idea what beeps and boops your T's talking about. With IG-11, you know, he's... 
obviously voiced, and he even cr- tried to crack yeah. a couple of jokes in this episode, which we'll get to later. So he's just this was a really really awesome moment yeah and and i feel like every every good droid that every character in star wars normally has with them is kind of like an almost like an accessory they're almost there to kind of assist in little thing and little task that's right perfect that's a perfect whereas ig11 he's in the action he himself is like like you know there to like kick some ass kind of thing and and that's just really really well done all right so they go into you know where the mandalorian and everyone else they're being held off and he goes in there with the child. And at one point, so what's his name? Uh, Gideon Moth. He gets one of the other stormtroopers uh, who has a flamethrower and starts, you know, just pumping fire into where everyone is. And then the, the child is just standing there. And you see a reverse angle of him, right? So you see the back of the child's head looking up at the stormtrooper. And you see the flame just yeah, coming the, towards the child you see, the fuzz on, you see like yeah. the fuzz on the top of his head too like yeah, on his coming, ears. That was such a and you see the child just raises his hand and holds off the fire and pushes it back on the stormtrooper that is the moment because well that i that is the moment where i just started bawling because it was just so beautifully done but <laughs> like and it's just it's not just that shot it's just all the sequence of all everything the transitions leading up to that everything is so tense because you're like oh damn oh wow oh, oh. and then i always feel like it, they're at really a danger at that moment and baby yoda just kind of saves that moment right there using obviously what is the force and i was it was just so effing beautiful man i started crying and my wife's like why are you crying and i'm like because this is so good you know like i was just yeah and you know, just like, art, bro. my God. And, uh, and I'm like, I, and I, she's like, are you serious? I'm like, and she's like, I mean, she agreed with me. She, she loved the episode. Right. And, and, but I'm like, yeah, this right here, these first 15 minutes are better than all of Rise's Skywalker. <laughs> and <laughs> you might not be wrong. Yeah. And, and that's yeah, not a diss so, against Rise of Skywalker. That is no, no, not how at all. Good not the Mandalorian at all. is. But just how good the Mandalorian is. Now, it doesn't mean the Mandalorian doesn't have, you know, flaws, but just overall, every single chapter leading up to that moment was just mm, chef's kiss. Right? It, it it was it was really good and uh, to, just to finish off what you were saying because I I had to say emotions minus the tears, but I definitely had the excitement and when then the child falls down afterwards and you're like spent and you're like, Oh, nice job, little buddy. Yeah. And it was just dope. And like seeing, um, Cara Dune's reactions and, and just it leading to more fourth stuff. And obviously <laughs> led to some comedy yeah. later on in the episode with what's his name? Um, Carl Weathers mm, character, the chubs, <laughs> but yeah, uh, that was such. That was a really, really, really great moment for the child. Continuing to see how powerful he can be, and him actually really understanding what he needs to do to become more of a protector. And you know, that's where I think it was chapter seven or chapter six where they're talking about how the, the child is helpless, and then Mando's like, "He is not helpless. He may be small and tired, but that fool is one hundred percent not helpless." And he proved it time and time again. Yeah. And uh, so, all right. So that happens. And so they're able to kind of like free themselves out of where they're being held up. 
and they start fighting with the stormtroopers and they start fighting with uh, Gideon Moth. And at one point, Gideon Moth sets off an explosion that basically really, really hurts uh, the Mando, right? Yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah, Gideon and Mando are in the showdown. Like, he shoots, uh, Gideon shoots him, and then Mando's about to blast this fool away, and he knows it. And then he sees that Mando's standing next to, like, this tank, this fuel tank kind of thing, shoots it, explodes. Mando goes down quick in a heap, does not get up. Kara pulls him aside, and then at that point, they have this, like, back and forth between, like, Mando's telling him, oh, go, go, you know, say, I'll, I'll, I will die here. That's fine. And Kara, like, reaches behind his head, sees that he has, like, blood mm-hmm. back there, trying to give the impression that Mando's not yeah, going to make and, it. Yeah, and for a second, it's so, it done and, in such a way where you honestly feel like, oh, my God, he may actually die, even though he's, there's no way he can possibly die because, you know, he's the main character. But we've seen we've seen other shows where the main character dies in the first season, though. And, and they kind of, like, but it opens it up for everybody else, like maybe a different Mandalorian or something. So for a moment there, you're like, oh, my God, he's... This is gonna happen. He's gonna he's die, right? And she's like, she's like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you with us. No, this is the way, right? Let me have a warrior's death. And um, so there you go. So anyway, he he she he tells what's her name, Kara, uh, say hey, take the child, protect it, and kind of won't. So her and and Chubbs, I I'm still gonna call him that, Chubbs. It's all in the hips. It's all in the hips. And uh, so they take off, right? And so. The IG-11 stays behind with Mando. Okay? He stays behind with them. And IG-11 says, I'm gonna... I need to help you. And and it says... So they have a little bit of exchange of words there and all. And keep in mind that up to this point in the story arc, the Ma- Mando has always mentioned how he hates droids. Now, there is a flashback in the episode where we understand why. You know, basically, droids were used to wipe out his people. Okay? So, and right before he was rescued by the Mandalorians, he was a, uh, what, what, what do you call that? A uh, saveling? Uh, what was that word that they used? Um, rescueling something. Anyway. A growling, right? So, they, he gets taken, and then that's when he, uh, he gets introduced to that, right? So... So he goes, so he hates droids. So he hates droids. And then he, but he's there at that moment with the IG-11. And he has, the, the, the IG-11 says, I need to help you. I need to take off the helmet. Like, no, we cannot take the helmet off. It, it's, you know, it's in the end earlier with Kyra, he said, he said, well, the Mandalorian is not a race. It's not this and not, it's a creed, right? It's definitely a creed. Right? Oh, no, nope, shut up. Not the kind of creed. Uh, but, oh, God. <laughs> what? It's <laughs> a creed. <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, so the Mandalorian, he basically says, you have an exchange of words. And at that moment, the Mandalorian left himself vulnerable in a sense. It's like, I'm going to trust you to help me. Right? And what did you do? What did you do at this moment? What is the one of the main things that you, the Mandalorian cannot do throughout the entire season? Well, and that's I, I I I wrote this down too on your notes because he said to IG Eleven, "No living thing has seen me take this helmet off since I joined the Creed." And I said to myself, like immediately, "Oh well, IG is not a living thing." And 
they went with that line and it was perfect. Maybe some people call it cheesy. I thought it was perfect. I thought it was perfect. And, and you take off Mando's helmet and you reveal Pedro Pascal, who we all know what he looks like, but he just looks very friendly and vulnerable and like normal. <laughs> very nice. Yep. And he—he's <laughs> in Narcos. <laughs> um, and the most—he is in Narcos. Right. That's true. And he's also in um, uh, the new Wonder right. Woman. Yeah. So for the very first time, we see Pedro Pascal's face in this. Right. He's at the most vulnerable, and his mask is kind of like protecting his visage, and he opens himself up to a droid who, up to this point, he has hated. Oh yeah, because he battled him in the first episode, thinking that he was there to kill the child. And for now, mm-hmm. for now, to him to save, for IG to save Mando, that's that's pretty awesome, to be honest. Yeah, and up even up until this point, he thought that he was gonna that the droid was gonna turn and try to kill everyone. <laughs> pretty much until that moment. All right, so after we see Mando's face, they escape. They're all good, and then he meets. Um, he, and a quick moment here, which is in the notes, he sees what happened at the end of chapter three where he actually goes and rescues Baby Yoda, and then all the Mandalorians come flying with their super dope jetpacks, and they help him escape. Now you see all these pretty much crumples of army, the army of former Mandalorians, and I guess most of them have died. And you just assume they all kind of went off-world or whatever. Looks like most Mm -hmm. of them died. And then you see the, the armor lady pretty much telling him Mando what happened, gives him the jetpack, gives him the signet, and, you know, he doesn't use a jetpack right away. He doesn't need to. But another callback, I think, to maybe it was Chapter 5, or I can't remember at the top of my head. But when he was seeing, no, the end of Chapter 3, when he was like, yeah. oh, I got to get me one of those. And now he right. got him one of those. So it's complete now. It's, it's <laughs> almost like, yeah. But I love I love how, as the season kind of goes, and he gains, like, these different, like, pieces of armor and equipment and all that it's almost like xp points yeah exactly and very typical fashion of a video gamer that dude spends all of his xp on upgrading his armor right um but another one then to that brings us to our next point of uh, actually i'm i'm the only person drinking a beer today um but it's the same but it's actually the same beer that we have been drinking in the previous episodes is that Merry Christmas, Happy New Year from Anchor Brewing 2019. It's really good, man. So um, thank you for bringing it. Oh, the Christmas album. Yeah, yeah, thanks for bringing it into my life. It's really delicious. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely do those every uh, year this time of year uh, because they're just they're just great. And I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but uh, every year they kind of change up the recipe just a tad just bit. Just a tad, yeah, so yeah. So yeah, if you look at the label there, they you see there's like a tree? Yes. Um, so they actually, every year the tree is different. And it's kind of like there to symbolize that it's a different tree, it's a different recipe. But it's always like along the lines of the same kind of um, like dark ale. And it's very good. Yeah. And I think out of all the years, I've been drinking it for like over like almost like 10 years. And uh, every, I think maybe one year I wasn't a fan of it. But overall, it's a great one to revisit. And I think, you know, before the before the Christmas season is over, I think I'm going to go and uh, pick up maybe like a whole case of this so I can have them and just... Uh, uh, it's not a, that's, yeah, and then just keep drinking them throughout the rest of the winter. Exactly, that's not a bad idea. Um, the next thing on your list, which I thought was on mine too, because obviously we all have our things of like what happened in this episode mm-hmm. and things they mentioned and Easter eggs. And on that same point about um, the armorer lady, I'm just going to call her the armorer. Um, she mentions the Jedi. Yeah, 
And that was the first time the Jedi were mentioned in this series because before it was kind of Quill was like, I've heard of such things, maybe. Um, But she actually referenced the old Mandalorian and Jedi Wars. So that was super dope. Mm -hmm. And it's just bringing bringing this series closer to Star Wars than it has in the past. You know, it was more like, yes, obviously Baby Yoda is a huge link to star wars but now it's baby yoda and jedi getting closer the force yeah so she eventually tells him this is basically your mission that you have to take this child uh back to where it's from with its with its kind and uh you know they're like and he asks and there's there was like almost like what what is he like where does he come from and there was like a like a slight moment where she you thought she was going to go and tell him where it came from she's like i don't know <laughs> you, you have to find that out she's like i don't know that's yeah, for you that's to for decide you, that's like, for oh, you to find out but for a second i'm like ah oh, crap <laughs> right and and so but she did hint on the fact that like you know it is part of like you know and then like there's like this whole clan called the jedi who's basically like all these like you know basically wizardry wizardry and all that kind of stuff and, and it's like oh well what do they do are they like our enemy and then like he says well one of our former ones have fought with them and you know the clone wars and all that and um and 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 it's just like and he's like well then they're our enemy he basically says like you know she's like no 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 that's a different time kind of thing uh but um yeah like none of the empires are enemy dude so so uh yeah you so they kind of hint that you know eventually you we may end up seeing an entire planet of a bunch of little yodas running around dude um or one thing that i kind of felt like because they did reference a jedi I'm like, are they going to come across Jedi at, at some point in this series? Um, yeah. You, you would think they have to in season two. Like, some Jedi will appear. And, well, you know, it, it, you, you mentioned the, the Jedi are actually going to be probably, probably become a hu- bigger part. And I'm not, I'm a big Star Wars fan, but I am not a, I don't know all about mm-hmm. the canon history. Like, I can't sit there and reference you know well he did this in the clone wars and he did this and you know like i don't know all that yeah i, I, I never read the amount, books i never watched the animated seems, series i didn't watch the animated series no and it's on disney plus i might now but it's like i don't know um I'm like, i don't have to but apparently but now you don't have to because youtube videos will break it down for you in 10 minutes you're like cool yep. thanks right, a lot. Actually, <laughs> save me cool, <laughs> save me months yeah. of watching oh, so TV. that's what they mean all right but, yeah and at the end of this um at the very end of the episode uh Gideon breaks out of that TIE fighter with that dark saber sword thing. And that's directly from the um, this TV series. And that was given to the leader of the Mandalorians at the time, who was a girl. And not that that matters, but, you know, it was the way I said it may have seemed like mm-hmm. it did. <laughs> like, I can't believe it. Yeah. Oh, no, like, and she, I don't know what happened to her, but since that was the last they've seen of that sword so apparently this is a big the jedi are going to become a lot more involved in season two man like so i don't know if it's gonna yeah, be that, that's a possibility um, you know because this takes place like maybe a few years after return of the jedi and you know that yeah but then they have to de-age him and i don't know how they feel about that it seems well, like well they you know, they maybe without be, too many spoilers um, they de-aged them in rise of skywalker for a bit uh, right. Very, very briefly. Very briefly. Um, and I think that might have been mm-hmm. archive footage, to be honest, um, made with a little bit more HD. I'm, I'm trying to think, like, who would be around at this time because it's Darth Vader's already died. Anakin was way too old. You know, I, you know, I don't know who's alive or from these from the main characters. You know, who I think you know, it like is clearly like a 
I think Samuel Jackson may come back, man. Oh, I think well, I think because yeah, I mean, like, is, is Mace Windu really dead? Is anybody ever really dead in right, Star Wars? Right. So I don't know. I, we'll see. I like. Oh, by the way, uh, John Favreau, who wrote and created the Mandalorian uh, series, he just tweeted about maybe ten hours ago uh, with a picture of like a still of like you know one of the characters who's going to appear uh, in the next season. But he appeared that it's going to uh, season two of the Mandalorian is going to premiere uh, fall twenty twenty already. Yeah, fall 2020. So just throwing that out there now. Uh, all right. So that said, you know, who like, okay, but before we get into like what direction it's kind of going, the final kind of like before, before uh, goth. IG's goodbye walk. Yeah. T- talk about the uh, the guy. About, about, tell him what happened in that team. Yeah. So um, they are. They're, the end of this episode, they're trying to escape. And you obviously, if you watched it, you already know what's happening. They're on the tunnel. Uh, they're about to exit the tunnel. Uh, Mando uses his helmet to see stormtroopers on the outside flanking them. There's good about like 20 of them. So at least one of them might hit something. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they're so afraid of stormtroopers. I mean, at this point, they would think like, they ain't going to hit right. nothing. We ain't going to hit man. Let's yeah. just go through. But IG-11 gives this whole speech about... Um, <laughs> that he'll sacrifice himself bringing up that comedic point of episode one. Like where he's like, I must yeah. self-destruct and he's just like, no, do not self-destruct. But this yeah, time, cause he, it's, it's his code. He's, he's programming a way where he must not be taken prisoner pretty much. And he has to protect the child yeah. um, always. And so if he can give, you know, he, they give the child to Mando and he's like, as long as you could protect the child and you survive, then I've done my part. So he sacrifices himself by walking into the lava and like walking slowly outside the tunnel where all the stormtroopers are standing. And he promptly explodes, killing all the stormtroopers there. And then all of them make a safe exit. <laughs> Rest in peace. Yeah. Um, really dope character death. Uh, <laughs> really good song, man. Really good placement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, by the way, okay, so when he steps off that little boat thing, right, little raft thing, um, they're they're on hot lava, right? It's like a river of hot lava. Yeah, yeah, a river of lava. So when he, IG-11, steps off this raft to walk towards the stormtroopers and sacrifice himself, that scene reminded me of the ending of Terminator 2, where he's like, he has to, like, step, he lower himself into the, you know, the, 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 the melted metal and all that, all the hot melted metal. And, uh, yep, yep, I, I definitely remember. Yeah. And he goes in and, like, you see, like, the thumbs up right before, like, completely disappears into, like, this, like, lava looking thing. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. Even my wife's like, okay, Terminator 2. <laughs> um, I, I just <laughs> thought I'd throw that one out there. No, I'm sure you're not alone in that. Um, IG 11 didn't give you the thumbs up, but he definitely had some funny moments before when. He said, Mando, don't be sad. And Mando's like, I'm not sad. He's like, I'm a nurse droid. I've analyzed your voice. Which, uh, which is another thing that reminded Yeah, which another thing that reminded me of Terminator 2 was like when like, uh, the T-100 says to uh, John Connor, he's like, I now know why you cry. <laughs> right? I don't um, know why you cry. Right, right. Um, oh, man, I got to rewatch that movie. I love that thing. It's easily in my top five. But yeah, so okay, so where do you think it's going to go again? Where just to kind of give you a, like a quick overview, where do you yeah, think so it's going to go next? My guess, my guess for season 2 is that clearly at the end of the episode we had talked about it Gideon Moff escapes. Um oh man, and we forgot to mention Amando actually uses the um jetpack 
Oh, that's right. With a great, uh, because this is the very ending, the finale battle where Mando uses the jetpack because Gideon's in his TIE fighter, which, by the way, super dope TIE fighter. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he's in there. I've never seen a TIE fighter look so badass. You know, usually in the Star Wars movies, they look kind of like, eh, yeah, we can kill those things. But in this movie, it looked like, or this episode, or chapter, excuse me, it looked like the most powerful thing we've seen when it comes to a ship. And the way it moves, the way it was... But Mando used a jetpack, hopped on there, showed up like some Fast and Furious and zip-tied himself to uh, there to Gideon's TIE fighter and pretty much took it down. Yeah. And we see him at the end of the episode breaking out with that dark saber. And I definitely feel like that is a great... That's a great thing for all the Star Wars nerds um, out there to be like, oh my gosh, the Mandalorian is now going to be in like Star Wars lore forever. And it's it clearly is going to be looking for Yoda's planet or baby Yoda's planet. I think more Jedi are going to get involved. And I think that's going to be pretty much the, it seems like it's going to be a Gideon Moff chasing them. Maybe he regroups and it reveals there's like a section, a section of the empire that's still around and is trying to definitely we're going to find out what Gideon wants Yoda for. Yeah. Because that's a huge plot point. It's like, what does he want him for? Does he want to clone him? Because he was looks like he was trying to do that earlier. You know, maybe we'll revisit that weird doctor um, that was in chapter in chapter mm-hmm. two. That you know, there's. I think there are some ways, but it seems like that's the direction it's mainly. Yeah, going. I think uh, it's going to be like a journey of him trying to figure out what this child is. And again, we keep calling it a Yoda, yes. baby Yoda, and we know it's not Yoda. All right, you damn nerds. All right, yeah. So we know it's yeah, not. Yeah, it, right. it seems like it seems like it's not Yoda, um, but it's definitely the species of Yoda. We don't know what Yoda's species is called, so he's just little green Yoda. He's Yoda knees. Baby, he's a wee baby Yoda. Yeah. That's what he is. Yeah, he's Yoda knees. <laughs> Yoda knees. Yeah, I like that, but it could it does sound offensive. He's from Yoda Stan. I don't know. Yoda Yoda Stan. Right. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> Yoda Stan. Yoda Stan. That's pretty funny. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, I don't know. Well, see, I agree with you how it's going. We we don't we have no one thing I've learned about the whole Star Wars thing, our movies and all that, is to never assume where the story is going to go. It it never it never ends up going where I think it's going to go. So I'll just let myself be completely surprised by it. One thing we should do though uh, is that when season two premieres, you and I. Even with the kids and all that, it doesn't matter. We should definitely have a viewing party. Oh, yeah, that'd be really, really awesome. You know, hopefully and we have record a... the episode immediately after, as soon as the yeah, episode Yeah, hopefully we have a good following by then. And even if we don't, we'll still do it yeah. nonetheless. You know, um, it seems like it's going to be great. And I de- we definitely, I wanted to mention, we both saw Rise of Skywalker. We won't talk about it on this episode. We'll talk about it after the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, give you guys time to see it because it is a bigger Star Wars movie. It wraps up the saga skywalker saga and i enjoyed it uh it was it was a fun watch and i don't know why i you know people want to hate it it's fine you know but i enjoyed it yeah you know i i will say i was entertained for two and a half hours that's for sure i was entertained for two and a half hours all right i was entertained uh i definitely uh appreciated all the fan service i think uh and but over, I can see I can see where a lot of people had problems with it. I, I honestly see that. And, uh, and as far as continuity errors and uh, or you know just plot holes in general, or 
just characters completely wasted or introducing brand new characters that did absolutely nothing. You know, it's just there's so many things. I feel like they just kind of like rushed this whole thing. And yeah, it it was entertaining. Sure. Exactly. And it felt more of a direct sequel to chapter to episode seven than it did a finale of the trilogy. Yeah. And it felt so. And it felt like two movies are trying to be wrapped into one. So clearly, you know, there are. I don't know if you watch this YouTube video um, channel, but it's that guy from Screenware where he like makes movie pitches to himself as a studio executive, and, and he talks about like plot holes and things like that. And he's like, "Well, what about this?" He's like, "Oh, well, oopsie." <laughs> and I think there's a lot of oopsie moments sometimes in Star Wars. Yeah. But all in all, it is a fiction, fictional ride in space, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. It's it's fine. Hey, by the way, man. Um, and I think I messaged you about this earlier, and I posted it on our face. By the way, if you guys have not uh, done so, and you guys want to kind of see what we're doing in between episodes, feel free to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, but mostly I think Facebook, I think, and Instagram because uh, on Facebook we're going to be posting memes, we're going to be talking, you know, blog posts, we're going to do all sorts of things, videos, and all that, and you can interact with a lot more there. Um, but I did mention this and that we got our very first official review on Apple podcast because we are available on Apple mm-hmm. podcast, Spotify, Stitcher. What is it? Google play. Um, yep. Google, Google, Google podcast. Podcasts, yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know whatever else. Uh, that, that's no. about it. Um, well, I'm trying, to, I apply for iHeartRadio, but they haven't replied to yeah, us. So yeah. who cares? Um, let's see. But we got our official like a first official review on Apple podcast. And I'd like to read that out. And that's one thing that I think I'd like to do from now on. If whenever there's like a good, uh, you know, uh, review left for us on Apple podcast or anywhere where you can leave a review, even if, if it's on the uh, Facebook page, I'll go ahead and read it out and give you guys a shout out on the air. Uh, but anyway, here. Yeah. So this yeah. one here is from CK big guns. It's CK B I G G U N Z. But anyway, and uh, this person gave us five stars. Thank you. Uh, But it says, most of my regular podcasts are on hiatus for Christmas break. And I'm thankful I found this one. I have a long commute work and I was able to get a chapter and a half in and it made my drive so much easier. Thanks, guys. Can't wait for new episodes about movies, shows, and parenting tips on raising humans that aren't dicks. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. When you when you when you showed me that, I was just like, I ran upstairs. I was like, babe, we got, we a, got good a good review. review. You know, and it's very appreciated. It, it's very yeah, very appreciated. Cool. You know, and even if we don't get that good reviews, it's bound to happen, right? We're we're not we're not going to appeal to everyone, but sure. you know, but the goal is to appeal to those who, I guess, like us, and uh, those we're going to continue doing this for them and for us as well. This is this is a great way for us to. We're, we're fam. Where we have our families, we have our careers, we have busy <laughs> schedules, and even today we were very excited about being able to record this episode. But then, as nine o'clock came along, I'm like, "Ugh, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Oh my god!" And, and then I hinted at you. I'm like, "Cause you had mentioned your your son is not feeling very well right now," and uh, mm-hmm. so I said, "Hey, uh, I get it. If 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 you want to take care of your boy, we want to postpone. I, part of me kind of wanted you to say, yeah, let's postpone. Because, um, you know, but, you know, we're, we're proof that uh, even even with all the responsibilities we have as far as work, as far as family and all that, it's very important 
to make time for your geekiness, for your nerdy shit, right? And um, yeah, and and the fact that the fact that I'm able to make time for my nerdy stuff is mostly credited to my beautiful wife Angelina because she is very supportive of me doing this. Uh, you know, I do this show and I do the Manny and Lo-Fi, you know, um, radio show. And, you know, she's very supportive of all that. So thank you, love. I truly, truly appreciate it because you will uh, uh, make it so that I'm able to continue my passion and do this show. Yeah, I mean, that's that we talked about it in like a quick pre-show chat and how, mm-hmm. you know, when you get families and when you get kids, you know, a lot of the times you you lose yourself in that. And especially for the ladies, it's a lot harder for them um, as a witnessing firsthand. You, you just become the child's and not, and not like the baby Yoda child. You become your child's mm-hmm. like just slave essentially. And, you know, in, in the best way because you're providing everything for the baby, but you know, you're at beck and call, you're on call 24 seven and there's no breaks. So while my, you know, my wife's upstairs right now with the baby, you know, laying down with him, making sure that he's feeling okay while I'm sitting in the car recording this while even we could have driven together, but we decided to do it remotely today. Yeah. You know, it's just a a kudos to the the women that we have chosen to be our life partners Mm -hmm. and to all the nerds out there and their nerd spouses, you know, or if you're a spouse and you allow your (laughs) or and you allow your spouse to be the nerd. You know, we, we couldn't do this without you. You're you're all amazing, including my wife. And, you know, just shout out to everyone around this time. And, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, shout out to all the moms and dads pulling through, man. And not, not losing yourselves and just continuing just, just you know, trekking along. And, uh, you know, just continue holding on to that inner child. Yep. And if, and if nobody's told you uh, thank you lately, then use this as a thank you. Um, to for that you know because we are we appreciate everyone who can find themselves whether you kind of like star wars or you know everything about it you actually could have written the mandalorian or maybe you had the idea and favreau stole it from you i don't know but it doesn't you know from from every types of fan every types of nerd you know we appreciate everyone who you know takes the time out of their day to either watch some nerdy stuff or even if you go as far as downloading our podcast that would be the most extreme nerdy yeah. thing you could do so yeah definitely and you know if you have the time if you guys are already listening to the show there and you subscribe to them if you subscribe on apple Podcasts or spotify uh you know if you're able to because i don't know are, are you able to leave uh, reviews on on spotify i don't know i don't think you can right i haven't i haven't found it i haven't found a way okay yet. but i think for sure sh- i know for sure on apple Podcasts you do so if you are listening to the show on apple Podcasts, please Drop drop uh, just a rating there and a quick review if you can. You, you will help us out tremendously uh, with that. Oh, yeah. You know, we can get to that um, new – and I forgot what the section is called, but it's like a new section, um, and that would be really great. And if you just really want you to be honest, if you like the show, give us feedback. If you kind of like it, think we can improve in some areas, give us feedback. You know, we're definitely not in a studio. We're, we're just two dudes who have regular jobs, families who just want to talk about nerdy stuff. Right. And again, uh, just to add, you know, to the whole, uh, you know, help thing, uh, if you do follow us on Facebook and you do interact with the post that we do there and you like what you see and you want to comment on that, just, you know, like the post. Or, you know, if, if you think other people would appreciate that post, Please go ahead and share. One hundred percent. I can't. I can't stress that enough. You know, every every social media like is is key in this in today's weird world. And if you don't have um, 
social media, just go to on the website and go to thenerdlot.com and check us all out. Episodes are there. Yeah. And actually, we're going to have more content. Obviously, the content's going to be distributed everywhere because that's just the way we live in in the world we live in today. We have to post the same thing on five different networks. But Manny's going to start doing, like he started writing an episode, uh, Rise of Skywalker Review. So that'll be up on the site relatively soon. And I'm sure I'll start writing and get some content on there as well. So it's just, we appreciate. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start I'm gonna start writing reviews oh, for yeah. all sorts of stuff and have like blog posts. So on we appreciate the love, we appreciate the ride so far, and hopefully we have a wonderful journey in 2020. And this will be our last episode of the year. Happy New Year, everyone! Everyone, be safe, have fun out there. Um, don't use fireworks in your hand, and don't drink and drive. All right, guys, you have been listening to the Nerd Lot. My name is Danny, and my name is Brandon. Until next time.